What's going on, everybody? We're here with another episode of Make America Debate Again. I'm here with Hotep Jesus, a.k.a. Brian Sharp. I've been following him for two years on Twitter. He's got a lot of good insight, a lot of good wisdom and self-empowerment, as is the Hotep movement. I'm going to let him get into that as well, because to me, the Hotep, it seems like good vibes and self-empowerment. To others, you know, a lot of haters, a lot of controversy, so to speak. He also got a lot of shine when he was on Fox News and all over the internet for the Starbucks troll. When the SJWs were going ham, he got his free coffee reparations from Starbucks. <laughs> and uh, recently he got invited to the White House, I guess until he got there with the Turning Point USA Black Summit. And then he got there and then it was, the message was Hotep Jesus can't join the club or whatever. I'm gonna let him say his piece, but Hotep Jesus, thank you for joining me. Hey, man, thank you for having me, man. I love the intro, man. Definitely appreciate that. Yes, it's, it's love. It's real. I mean, I've been trying to get you for a minute, but I didn't figure out how to use Zoom for, for two weeks ago. So, Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. What software are you using? It's Zoom. It's just Zoom you do the record? Okay, nice, yeah. nice. Hell yeah. Now, I mean, the uh, White House thing or the TPUSA event, um, I mean, from the very early beginnings of my association with TPUSA, I had some bad vibes. Um, I never expressed them. I was always optimistic about the relationship between Hotep Jesus, the brand, and uh, TPUSA, the corporation. And uh, it just didn't seem like it would ever really fit. I think I'm just a little too different from them. My, my goals and my views are quite different from theirs. But uh, how this thing sort of unfolded was Monday, the week of the event. Um, the event starts on a Thursday. It was this Monday. Monday, I uh, had been hounding uh, Brandon Tatum for some time. Uh, people I invited to the White House were sent their invitations at least two weeks prior to I had seen anything on my end. Um, so I was getting a bit worried. I was like, wait, hold on. Where, where's my invite? <laughs> right? Like, I, I thought I was getting an invite. And uh, it wasn't coming. So immediately I knew what time it was. You know, two weeks out, I was like, ah, damn, I'm cut from the team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, when Brandon gave me the news on Monday, he said, yo, I got some bad news for you. And I'm like, I already knew what time it was. And I was like, what's up, man? He was like, yo, we can't have you at this event. Da, da, da. And then further speaking, he basically, you know, I think his second statement was your band. You know, he used that exact term band. Um, and I was just like, oh, wow, band. Like, that's, that's an honor. <laughs> you know, I, Not I just uninvited, straight up banned. Yeah, I'm banned. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I love, I love being a bad guy. Um, so uh, he, he ended the conversation off with, I'm going to talk to Charlie Kirk for you. You know, he said, I asked him, I said, is, are you sure this is not above Charlie Kirk? And he said, no, nah, it's this came from Charlie Kirk. There's nobody above Charlie Kirk was his response. And, uh, and this was before or after you flew out? This is before. Okay. Yeah, the event was on a Thursday. This was a Monday. We were speaking on the phone. I was home. Did you buy the flight ticket before or? We're going to get into that. (laughs) We're going to get into that. So um, that Monday, uh, he he said he was going to talk to Charlie Kirk. I'm going to see what I can do. I was like, okay. I knew there was nothing he can do. So I I was already um, 
in preparations to make plans. And uh, just to jump to answer your question, you know, I was riding down with some friends anyway, you know. Um, so I let my friends know the news, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I hadn't heard from him. So it was Wednesday now. I pop up in a, in a group chat with him, Candace, Charlie Kirk, and uh, express my concerns. And uh, Brandon, you know, said he was going to call me back. He has not called me back. And I just wanted that, you know, just off the principle. And uh, he had some back and forth with Candace. And eventually they got on the phone uh, with without me, Sans Hotep Jesus. Um, and uh, I was like, whatever, that's cool. You know, I kind of expect to get the, the cold shoulder. So that Thursday, you know, I'm down there in D.C., <laughs> with my friends they've checked into the hotel they had their invites to the white house and everything and um you know uh i was i just recorded hotel's been told you you know that's our our, our podcast with uh, uncle hotep and uh that was episode 18 and i was talking about you know the ban <laughs> yeah and, i like know. uncle hotep too that's i follow him as well yeah that's the og so um, it spread to Twitter. And when it spread to Twitter, uh, Brandon Tatum finally called me. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, he was so quick to call. Now you want to call me, Brandon. So we got on the phone. I mean, I got off the phone and I met him in the lobby. And that's when you see the video, which is uh, not available on the internet. I have it on my phone. And if anyone would like to purchase that video, we can negotiate. <laughs> so, so you... Cause I thought at first maybe you thought you bought a ticket and then they told you after. So they kind of told you before did like enough time to cancel your plan, so to speak, or how, or did you just feel like even though it, it was enough time and you were just coming anyway? I don't feel that it was enough time. Uh, it was Monday and the plans were to happen on Thursday and I had to hound him. I had to email some guy named Gage and uh, I CC Brandon on the email as to, you know, what are up with, what's up with my accommodations, my travel accommodations. And, uh, you know, that's when Brandon called me. Okay. But um, that was Monday. So, you know, had I not called them or, you know, hounded them and followed up, you know, what I even heard before Thursday, you know? And you were under the assumption, I guess, before everyone got their invites, like everything was good. You were at events before you met up with them. I remember I saw the selfie picture where it was like, yo, we got some stuff brewing. It was all good just a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't know. Even in general, my own life, like my, my personal rule, I'm so busy. I'm like, no drama. I don't get into personal stuff. But uh, with this one, I guess what really made me think first off i saw that the daily beast article you say you don't think that's why they, they canceled it but they they kind of like roped you into like charlie kirk and they had a picture of him i saw it it was like a massive hit piece trying to rope him in so i guess that's what they referenced as far as like and i read the article it was just like anti-semitic conspiracy theorists this that he questioned 9-11 like i was like oh man they really they really threw the whole kitchen sick at hotel jesus in. Yeesh. You know, I, I, it's it's kind of like uh, the kid Brother Nature. You know, Brother Nature had some old tweets that they dug up and tried to cancel them, yeah. you know, and um, in, in similar fashion, you know, that's what happens to a lot of personalities where, you know, people uh, take your old tweets and, you know, show them out of context and, and try to smear you. But I think that just goes to show, 
you know, how dangerous I am, you know, this week. And I was just telling people, you know, I had a lot of people approach me at the walkaway march and they were just like, Oh, Deb Jesus, why were you banned? Why were you banned? Like they all knew me. They all knew about it. Yeah. And I was just saying, you know, I'm the most dangerous black man in America. <laughs> wow. That's, that's a statement. <laughs> well, I, I want to say personally, I'll let you get into it too. Um, well, first of all, I get, I get, why maybe the optics or whatever but it, it's funny because with them people try to smear them every day as like white supremacist candace obviously black charlie obviously not a white supremacist maybe a capitalist super conservative i don't think he's a white supremacist however you know they get smeared every day and then you get smeared you get kicked out what what really rubbed me the wrong way i think is that i follow a lot of black conservatives brandon i'm cool with candace i'm cool with i helped you know get her to that spot really like when when no one really saw our video help share it. She would have got big anyway. She's really smart, so I'm not taking credit. Just like, you know, I'm intertwined with them, so to speak. But with you, I find you outside the box. And these are the people that I personally like the most. Like anybody could say, any black conservative can say, the GDP's up, unemployment's low. Like for sure, you know, that's dope, that's cool, that's real. But like you come at it from a whole different vibe and an angle. So my thought was, and I'm going to let you speak, but I was like, you know, if people are really going to be free thinkers and we're free, you know what I'm saying, the black community, we're free. Yeah, it's good to get away from the Democrats, but if you're going to only allow one type of black thinker into the White House, that kind of made me feel the wrong way. Because I was like, out of everybody, you know, I kind of wanted to see, see what you had to say to the president. Yeah, when I think about, you know, I think, I look at this as, um, uh memory recallers and then creatives so mm. i think two pe people have you know that uh i, I guess you know people are more left brain and people are more right brained you know and uh i think that in order to form a team you need both you know you need people that can spit out the facts but then you need somebody who's going to take those facts and extrapolate something great mm. And I look at myself as being obviously on the creative side, you know, I'm in marketing. I look at things and I'm able to strategize and do great things with ideas. And a lot of times the ideas are spawned from knowing the facts. So I pride myself in practicing the daily lifestyle of a memory recaller and just doing a lot of studying. Um, I find that it seems the, the right and the left prefer the MPC crowd, the people that are just programmed with the facts mm. so that they can just speak directly from the script. There is no improv. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people fail at, you know? So you'll see a lot of these people, you see their tweets, you can identify them really easily because they just lead with facts. And in marketing, when we talk about, you know, copywriting, when we talk about sales copywriting, we always talk about, you know, how to use facts to sell people things because when people see facts, they automatically think that you're legitimate, you're, you're uh, authorized, you have um, some sort of authority, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that perception allows these people, which I call memory recallers, their power. And um, the problem is uh, if they don't work with creatives, we'll be stuck on that script and that script has a predetermined ending and that ending doesn't benefit the right or the left. So, you know, when people say free thinkers, <laughs> um, 
and we're we're dealing with conservative ink i don't think they want free thinkers they want npcs people that'll read from the script and say like mm -hmm. you said you know the gdp numbers and etc yeah. etc Republican NPCs, of course, liberals are their own level of NPC, but that's, that's the vibe I got. And, uh, you know, I like to stand up for other people, yourself, others. I like the Trumps, the Kanye's, the, the revolutionaries, but I read history books, you know, Socrates, you know, they tried to kill him, like MLK, Malcolm X, everybody tries to kill him or does kill him. And then all of a sudden, everybody's, you know, oh, my God, they're so great for the next 100 years. Yeah, that's I agree then why'd you kill him? So it's like, you know, I feel like the same vibes are coming back where it's like all the people that are willing to stand up against the mold, even conservative wise, you know, a tragedy happens and it's, it's horrible, it's terrible. But then a lot of conservatives use that tragedy to try to censor people. And that's what the left does where it's like, yes, no matter which way the tragedy goes, it's horrible. But if you take that and then try to use it to take away the free speech from someone else, that's totally unrelated to that incident. How are you any better than the liberals? How am I not a Republican, but I'm standing up for free speech more than them? And I, why, why do you think they did ban you then? Or what, like, what do you think, you know, you said you felt some vibes, like, what is it? Cause even for me, you know, I, the news doesn't talk to me. I got almost 300 million views now. I've, I've helped launch Candace, the walk away movement. Brandon's shown love, you know, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of part of me is like, you know, there could be many reasons that I'm not that concerned with it. Cause to be honest, once I hit mainstream media, then the smear pieces come, I'm, I don't want them. But also part of me is like, is it because I'm not an NPC? Like if I just said five things on loop, like a pull string doll, maybe I'd have those opportunities. But like, I, I'm not, I'm not tripping about it. I just always wonder, I'm like, is that what they want? Yeah. That's why I'm not there. <laughs> I don't read off the script, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. And it's not that I have a problem with the script. It's just that this script isn't the end all be all, <laughs> you know, it's like, you got this information. What now it's, it's, it's like when, when black people say we have to raise awareness about uh, racism or police brutality or slavery and civil rights. And it's like, we've been studying this information for so long. It's like, what now? You know, what, what, are you, what are you going to do with this information? If you're a corporation and I come to you with all this data, you don't just say, oh, look at the data. This, this looks cool. No, you take the data and use it to build your business. Mm. These people aren't using the data. You know, really what it is is when people use this term deep state, deep state lives on both sides, mm. you know, and the truth is a lot of these people want their seat at the table. They're not actually trying to create change. Mm -hmm. They just want a seat at the table, whether that's the Congress table or, or media pundit table. Mm -hmm. They, they want to see the table because those positions are offered luxuries, mm -hmm. uh, both in money and amenities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that's that's real. I, I've been saying, because I, I was on the left for a little observing what was happening in the Bernie movement. I thought he was going to break the matrix, the system. Didn't happen. But then I saw the new progressive wave. And I, I'm telling my progressive friends, I'm like, dude, they're just as bad as the Democrats. Yeah, they, they're getting their seat at the table. But if they bring in a further left socialist communism, they're not helping me. Same with the right. If we replace Mitt Romney and McCain with Charlie Kirk and Ben Shapiro, and they do the same things that Mitt Romney did. Are we really free thinking, breaking the matrix? Or are we just replacing the old heads, the old deep state with the new one? That's exactly what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. You know, and, and that's 
it's just the next batch being groomed. You know, these people are just being groomed to replace the guys that are the gatekeepers now. And uh, the gatekeepers told Hotep Jesus, you're not allowed. You're banned, you know. Yeah, but not even uninvited, like banned, what, banned from every event they ever do? Uh, that's a question that is uh, up in the air. I don't know. Uh, they did say for this event, Brandon did express some you know, at, uh, something about, you know, it's just this event, you know, it, you're not banned from TPUSA, but okay. let's be honest, like, would you want to work with TPUSA after they handled the situation like this? <laughs> you know what no, I mean? So, I, I was trolling the event low key because I said, and, and I was making people mad, even my fans, but I said, if I was black, I would be there. And people were like, yo, you're jealous. I was like, no, I'm, I'm slightly trolling, joking, but I'm slightly serious. Because, like, for instance, when it comes to Candace, she had 100,000 views. I got her 26 million views. She did it on her own. The video was amazing. But I gave her a launch. She even credits me with that. Since then, I've never been invited to a TPUSA event. You know what I'm saying? Not once. And I basically gave her the, you know, leg up. And I, I didn't do it to be like, oh, I did it. I did it because the message was dope. I could tell she was a real one. So I'm like, yo, this, this needs to be heard. So I was trolling the event a little bit too. Cause I was like, I was like, okay, well now it's identity politics on, on the right as well. You know, it's a segregated black summit and I, I get the importance of it, but it's like, okay, if we're going to complain about Harvard doing segregated award shows, then we do a segregated conservative event at the white house, but then we uninvite Hotep Jesus. What are we really doing here? You know, are we, are we like, and that's a question people don't want me to say, but I'm not even, I'm not mad or angry. I'm just like, I'm stirring the pot a little. I'm like, let's think about it. Because if we go deep state, identity politics, anti-free speech, I might as well just vote for, a, a, you know, a, a Michelle Obama then at this point. Who can, why, are we, why are we even doing this? Yeah, it, it, it really motivates me to tell everybody, uh, hold your vote ransom. <laughs> you know, uh, don't be red or blue. You know, we're red as far as, so I think there's this divide on the right and it's, you know, you have conservative ink and then you have the conservative people and I'm with the conservative people and, and I believe in many of the things that they believe in. If I were to take one of those uh, tests to identify my political leanings, I'd probably land in the libertarian section, but I think that the left is so far left that the center is now right. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> I'm socially liberal, but I don't I don't even find liberal socially liberal anymore. I find them authoritarian and I'm fiscally super libertarian. Like, don't steal my money. Stop trying to take things from me. Yeah, I think the left is definitely on the side of fascism at this point, you know, with their media onslaught, their physical onslaught carried out by Antifa, um, the the authorization by Maxine Waters and several other Democrat leaders to call for violence, Eric Holder. You notice how they always get the black people to do this stuff, right? So you got Eric Holder, the black guy, and you got Maxine Waters, the black woman. So if anything has some blowback, it always falls back on black people. Um, do you think they do it for that reason? Or do you think, because part of me thinks that's a possibility. Part of me thinks there's the identity politics game that they could hide behind. Because then when... Chuck Schumer says, Maxine, don't say that. They say, oh, that's racist. Like, I saw them do that, and I was like, wow. Yeah, the identity, identity politics is part of the motive, absolutely. 
I, w- I want to get into you as well, like just because I-, I find that you have a message and, you know, something unique to share so we could talk about the other stuff all day. But will you wrap it up, I guess, with the White House stuff, Turning Point? What's your last message for TPUSA, Candace, Brandon, Charlie, maybe Trump, you know, that he didn't get to hear from your mouth? Ha. Shout out to Trump. Great job. Keep doing what you're doing. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, message for TPUSA. I haven't even thought about them. So, I, I don't, you know, it's like, uh, you know, all my thoughts about them have turned into a focus on me, you know. So, you know, I, I don't even have like, like whatever they're doing, just, you know, keep doing it. You know, I think that the congregation of black folks at the white house was an awesome publicity stunt it was excellent marketing and that comes from a marketer um you know uh excellent idea i think great execution on being able to make that happen you know creating the connections to make that happen um uh i question i question their motives going forward um um a bit concerned for the black children or I should say kids they are not children. Um, some of them were below the age of 18, but I feel concerned that they are so optimistic about this TPUSA opportunity that they expect more than what they'll actually get. Um, mm-hmm. We may not ever see another TPUSA black event until they need to pull their black card out. <laughs> No, I, I feel you. I, you know, I try not to get too much drama because I'm like, yo, I'm doing my own thing. I'm in my lane. But, you know, be, having helped Candace get to where she is, and I'm not, she would have got to where she is anyway. I'm not taking, but like seeing how it unfolded, I'm like doing my own thing. But when you say question the motives, I question everything. And it's like, I, I'm trying to balance between like not being petty, not starting drama, but also like you said, not trying to make a whole movement you know, swallow everything up if it's not authentic. Because the reason I supported Candace was because it was authentic, it was real. If, if that loses, you know I'm going to have to eventually say something. I'm not saying it did. I don't know. You have the inside. But it's like, you know, same with like a Shapiro or someone. Like, yeah, it's cool. He's doing that. But like, then if you flop the other way and totally try to tank people, mm. I, I don't, I haven't been on the inside, but it's definitely worth questioning because it's um, the problem. Candace is Candace is a player. She's a cold-hearted player. And you know, people that question her blackness can't really see blackness. You can't you I think people that aren't black can't see the black in another individual. For example, you could have a black dude change his entire vernacular in the workplace and uh appear culturally white stereotype. And then, you know, they may see him in his element and be surprised, like, oh, my God, is that is that really John? Is that really John Smith that was just in here? No. Um, Candace, Candace has that has that cloaking ability. And um, I don't think that she's really I don't think she's changing who she is. Um, what I'm saying is that underneath how she speaks you know, how she speaks is technically uh, stereotyped as white. And I don't think that's inauthentic. I think that is exactly how she speaks. But what I saw inside her, when I looked at her in her eyes and I met her, she's, she's black, bro. She's, she's a sister from the hood and she's a player. You feel me? And she playing this game to win and uh, she's winning 
and she's going to continue to win. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I got nothing but love and respect for her. Um, sometimes I do feel like I'm in the same boat as you, you know, where you give somebody a, a push and there's no, you know, uh, reach back. I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you're dealing with a player like like Candace that I peeped real early, I knew I wasn't getting the reach back when I supported her. You know, I knew that wasn't coming because I just I peeped game, um, yeah. you know, so I never if I got one, I'd be surprised. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Like, oh, really? Oh, you've you've grown as a person. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? I, I, I'm, up for, in my, I'm up for grabs with it because uh, like. I'll give you an example. I, I'm a hip hop artist to our rap. There used to be something called Team Backpack. I met the dude. He's like, yo, your shit's dope. And they had like thousands of rappers going through. So it's like, I'm not tripping like, oh, you're not inviting me to an event. I'm not petty. But if you're working with thousands of people and I don't get the call and literally like the top two people there are like fans of mine, they're like, you inspired me to rap, but you can't invite me to an event when you got thousands of people come through. Then I feel a certain way. It's like a TPU, if they're having one event, okay, 50 people at the White House. Yeah, for sure. I'm joking. I'm not black. Yeah, that's kind of like a troll. But then it's like, okay, you're doing thousands of events. It's like at a certain point, man, it's like, how low, how low am I on the totem pole? Yeah. Like you said, I'm gonna give it back. Uh, when I met her in person, this is like before she had any interviews, anything. And I looked into her eyes, that fire's real, that energy's real. And she told me, I'm not gonna stop till every black person in America is awake. And from that point to now, she's crushing it. And from that point to now, it's been all in my personal perspective in a good zone. So like, that's why even like, I'm not petty. I don't cry. I don't need a, I don't need a pat on the back. So it's like, as long as she does good work, I support her. And I, I think she knows that. And in general, like even with the organizations and stuff, I'm just, I'm always just watching, you know, that's all it is. That's all love. But I, I see that fire, but it's like, okay, I, I see where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm like 10,000 down. <laughs> nah, it's not that you're 10,000 down. You're not 10,000 up. You know, uh, so here's the thing. Um, and this is part of being a player in the game. Um, and, and in order to be a player in the game, you have to follow. This is one of the rules, right? So I'm going to give you the rule. And the rule is you never reach back. You never, ever reach back. You always reach up. You know, you want to deal with people that are above you. Um, and, and that's it. You know, yeah. they, they, they don't, it's like, uh, you know, I think a lot of the times it comes with the fear of losing your spot, you know, is, is coming along with that sentiment. And, uh, some of it is, you know, just sharing the spotlight. So losing your spot is one thing, but sharing the spotlight, you know, in order to, to, to do this, you have to keep the spotlight in yourself. And you see that a lot with, uh, with Diddy, you know, Diddy's always, you know, made his artists share their spotlight with him. Yeah. You know, got the um, ad, ad libs on the ad libs. Yeah. He's in the back. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, when you're on top, you know, you can make people below you share their spotlight, you know, but you never share your spotlight with them. You always share your spotlight with people above you. Um, and, and, and that's just kind of one of the rules to the game. You have a few people that are able to break that rule because they're just so great at what they do. Um, but for the most part, you know, that's, I think that's from a, um, they don't have an abundance mentality. They have a fear-based mentality. People that play that rule, um, you know, they're, they're so afraid and every move they make is from, from a, a fear vibration. 
and they just, you know, they're just scared, man. They, you know, that's how scared people move. Yes. It's all, at the end of the day, it's all love. Like I always wanted to be at my particular role. I f- I've always felt underrated, but now that I'm actually there, I'm like, you know, I was kind of slacking, but uh, overall I want to be that person who could give love to people and build people as opposed to take and I'm not a politician. I'm not coming for the top spot. So, you know, to each their own, somebody's got to do it. So it's all love at the end of the day. It's like different, different strokes for different folks. You know, we're in our lanes. That's my lane. I'm trying to spread the energy, the vibes and uh, be that person that a lot of people aren't. And I appreciate. And, you know, I think hopefully people appreciate that. I always reach back. I remember every person who kind of gave me a leg up, even if it was here to here to here. And I'm never going to forget them. But, you yeah, know, maybe when, that's I, when I was and that makes you you. Yeah, when I was working for 50, I got my homie in there. He was working behind me. Uh, he was working a little bit on video and I think just, you know, some general business development stuff. Um, and then, you know, I had a whole street team I put together and I got my homies, you know, checks, um, you know, just from participating in marketing executions, you know, um, but I've always, you know, no matter what, I've always just pulled people up with me. And I think that's, you know, what gives people like me a stronger foundation. You know, you might shoot straight to the top, but if there's no foundation, you're going to fall and you're going to hit rock bottom. But if you take that, you know, slow and ethical route and you're just good to the people around you, you might get there slower. But when you get there, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> that's real. And I always say with everything, because people in interviews, sometimes they try to get me to say, so I'm like, time will tell, you know, time tells all. I'm not God. I'm, I'm playing my role. I'm checking myself because I'm a human, you know, so taking a lot of W's, some L's. So I'm focused on me and everyone else. It's all love as long as they don't really try to mess the game up. On that note, I want to talk about you and just like the Hotep movement, because following, I seen some of the bad press. Mostly I see the good because I, I just don't pay attention to like, everyone like the media and other people they have such a weird weirdo mind they skew everything all weirdo and I'm like that's what you saw like I saw the same thing as you that's what you saw to each their own but when I saw Hotep I saw you Uncle Hotep others I saw self-empowerment I saw good energy I saw health I saw you know what I'm saying health wealth these are things like I was like what are, what are people so mad at so what what does Hotep actually mean that's what I saw in it yeah so Hotep the term uh uh, people say comes from uh, ancient Egypt and uh, the term is often defined as peace. Um, my homie Shaka Akmos would say it means satisfaction. Um, from my research, Hotep has many meanings. Sometimes it could mean to rest. Um, the symbol is a diamond um, standing vertically over a, uh, a line. And that's a symbol for Hotep. Hotep for us was about revamping and removing the rust from something that was great. So when we think about Hotep, we think about leaders like uh, Marcus Garvey and the UNIA and the RBG flag and Pan-Africanism. And just it's, it's so the, the black community is divided in between victors and victims. So we would look at the conscious community as being the victors and the left being the uh, victims. And for, for a while, you know, we, we have stories of uh, Marcus Garvey coming to America, being thrown in jail, being kicked out the country. And uh, from his own testament, all of that was led by um, black people here in America on the left working for organizations like the NAACP. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, 
we have uh, uh, been fighting this battle for over a century here in America, just within the black community to get our things correct. Um, the conscious community, you know, has, you can see glimpses of the conscious community in nineties rap, early nineties rap. And you see it with Tupac when he was with digital underground, he had his dashiki on, you can see it with Queen Latifah and her headdress and so on and so forth. But it was very uh, conscious. And, and what happened was the uh, conscious community, I felt in my own way, uh, lost its way in, in some aspects. And I felt like this thing is to be upgraded by people who understand uh, the stock market and people who understand um, technology and, and marketing and branding and just turning this thing from something that is uh, almost fallen to the liberal side. It, it has fallen to the side of, you know, just complaining about white people or just complaining or just a lot of arguing. And I felt like, you know, the number one thing to help black people right now would be um, number one health. So we spent, you know, over four or five years campaigning, probably longer than that. We have several people still campaigning that, that, that line, like our president, Hotep Dobes, he, you know, every summer you see him with a garden. So we talk about, you know, empowering the physical body through health and wellness and exercise, so on and so forth. But then the other aspect is, um, you know, empowering your pockets, <laughs> you know, understanding economics, because when you make political decisions, that's going to uh, affect your economy. So we teach economics and then on top of economics is finance and, and the stock market. Lastly, saving, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can get Stop Being Poor by Doe Dubes, uh, who's a two-time author uh, of Hotep Nation. But, you know, that's, that's just what it's been about for us, you know, uh, focusing on the health and wellness, but then also teaching the economics and finance. I know Marcus Garvey had a quote, uh, something along the lines of, you know, we freed our bodies, but, you know, if we, if our minds imprisoned, you know, if we haven't freed our minds, then similar stuff that's sad that it's been 80 years and we're still fighting that same battle that he was trying to fight. Why do you think this sounds to me? That's what I saw when I looked at your Twitter. Uh, that's what I say when I look at all the hotels Twitter. I see health and wealth, all the stuff you talked about, financial management, health management, healthy minds, like optimistic, not blaming, empowerment. Why do you think you guys get such a bad rap in the media and among, I guess, norm, normal people that don't get it? Uh, it's hard. You know, their way is the easy way. So they'll have this movement called body posse. And, you know, you have these women that are overweight and technically they're at a health risk. You know, they're not going to make it. To, I mean, seriously, yeah, you know, all, all jokes aside, like these people are at a health risk. And when you look at the black community and our black women, so many of them are obese and so many of them die from things like lupus, um, uh, high blood pressure. Uh, high blood pressure is huge in the black community. Everybody's got a blood pressure machine, mm. um, you know, uh, heart disease, <clears throat> cancer. So, you know, we're losing our people to this way more than we are losing them to police violence or something else. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's hard. The, the The path that Hotep takes is a very hard path. You know, we're saying instead of you saying, oh, I look good in this dress, even though I'm, you know, 20 sizes too big. You know, we're saying you should probably drop that weight, but that's not easy. You know, yeah, people that's don't not, hear that. Yeah. I know that's what really bothers me about like I was kind of duped into the Black Lives Matter. I wasn't like marching in the streets or something, but, you know, I was like, that's dope. That's empowering. But as I started getting older, as it started showing itself, I'm doing the math. OK, uh, you know, 
black people in America are killed by police 0.02% of the time. Very, very low. Talk about high blood pressure, obesity, like United States, we're the most obese uh, country by far. It's really sad. We got the worst quality food. You got opioid epidemic, drug epidemic, like people killing each other. I'm like, yo, like how? And then I'm talking to my friends and I'm like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful because it's not the optics as, as some would say, you know, not very good, but I'm like, yo, I, can, I do care about black lives. So like, how are we not going to talk about the 99% and spend our whole lives talking about the 0.02%? And even that, you're probably not going to save. Your strategy is actually making that worse. So I'm like, you're yeah. really not doing anything. But like I said, the optics, you yeah. know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to say it. But at the same time, I'm like, F it, man. Someone's got to say it. Well, uh, here's the thing about America. America isn't a country. America is an amusement park. It's... It's a playground. It's a circus. It's a show. It's 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 uh, augmented reality. <laughs> wow! Here we are talking on Zoom. So I'm I trip out sometimes. I'm in like I don't know where I am. Yeah, we're you know this 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 country is um is a is a wild land. It, it is it is not it is not normal by any means. It is abnormal, and that's what makes it fun. You know, America is a place where anything could happen. And in some ways, I think that's really awesome. I think that's really awesome that at any given time, no matter, you know, you can eat a thousand bags of Doritos, right? <laughs> or you can grow your garden. The mm. problem becomes when you have companies like Monsanto who destroy through pollination the natural foods we have and then corporations suppress the farmers and, and do things to farmers and cities put out ordinances where you can't have gardens and you can't collect rainwater. Yeah. That's, that's when America starts becoming that, that sort of like, ah, oh, this isn't so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Like to me, everyone talks about Nazis, like you're a Nazi, you're a Nazi. I get called a, you get called a Nazi if you support Israel. You get called a Nazi if you don't support Israel. It's like people are throwing that term around way too loosely. But I'm talking about Operation Paperclip. 1,600 Nazis came into the U.S. government. And also Bayer is a Nazi-run company that just bought Monsanto. So I'm, like, part of me, you know, the, the chill part of me is like, oh, yeah, maybe it totally changed for sure and it's better now. But Monsanto wasn't being run very well before and now it just got bought out by a nazi company and no one cares i'm like uh, uh, a drug company a drug company <laughs> bought out the food company that was already operating well, like a drug it, company it's funny because you know when you think about uh the fda what does it stand for food and drugs so the same mm -hmm. entity that's handling your food is handling your drugs mm -hmm. so you know uh it, it's kind of crazy but i don't know i, I you know i think all the bad that happens in America is is what makes it fun, you know, makes things interesting, you know, anything could happen. And you know, I think people have I think people need to understand that what America is and and understand that this thing is the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. And you have the option of staying and you have the option of going. But um, I think that the the thing that keeps this wild, wild west great is the Constitution. Um, you know, freedom of uh, speech and, you know, freedom to associate, assemble, you know, um, freedom to have your gun. You know, I, I, 
I think that they, they did a good job putting together some sort of parameters to follow. I think when we start adding amendments, we start having issues, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel you. I guess what really bothers me about the, the modern day left uh, is that, like you're talking, anything is possible. You listen to motivational speakers in any community, the best ones. They're talking about, don't look at what you don't have, look at what you do have. Like, don't complain. No matter if you're here, 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 here. The winning strategy is just to hone in on what you got to do and get it done no matter what. If you got a mansion or you live in, a, you know, 10 people to a room, that's the strategies to succeed. So it's like, you know, people get mad at me. Oh, Anomaly, you're, you're leaning right. I was like, well, because I don't even care about politics. I'm about philosophy, ideology, psychology. Nothing about leftist psychology works. It's literally what you would do if you want to be overweight, if you want to be poor. Like there's nothing good about it. Every, every element of like success has to come from gratefulness, optimism, and executing on what you have, not complaining about what you don't have. And I guess what's really pathetic about it is the things that people are complaining about. It's embarrassing if you look on a history scale, even within the last 50 years. It's like the, the, the things that they think are oppression are really just like super privileges stacked up to the point where they, they don't even know how lucky they are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I was just thinking about something. And I totally forgot the thought. It's all good. Um, you talk about the Constitution, I know. How concerned are you with free speech? Because, I mean, it's, it's cool. And, like, Internet stuff is a little weird. You not getting invited to the White House is a little weird. But I'm just – I don't want to see that fall. And I, I think the internet owns so much that it is a question now. If you get kicked off everything, like Alex Jones, for instance, he was talking about CNN was going to plant something on themselves. He was talking about that like a month ago. They kick him off social media. Something like that happens. Now he's not around to talk about it. Like no matter how unpopular or mean it might seem to other people, I want to hear it. It's, it's an insult to my intellect to say, no, nah, you can't even consider that or listen to that. So it's like, you know, how concerned are you with, with free speech here? It looks like it's going down. Yeah, that's, and that's the, that's the thing that's going to kill America. You know, this, you know, it's just that, that word free, you know, and being able to do whatever you want. Um, you know, like, so, so Candace Owens has this thing called Blexit. And then, you know, the, the, the slogan is we free, you know, and it's just like, you not free if you got a band, Hotep Jesus. <laughs> Right. You're not you're not free if you have to do that. And it's because you're still afraid of the media. Yeah. Right? Off one yeah. off one article. And it's like someone who gets literally I just read articles where they're getting smeared even worse than that, like five yeah. times a week. Yes. But but I mean, you know, that goes back to, you know, so I remember what I was going to say. So, you know, uh, when I was talking about playing the game. Right. And, and knowing what to say and how to say it and knowing what not to say is most important. You know, I knew what to say and what not to say all the way up until the point that I was able to connect with TPUSA. And then the next point beyond that is, it's like, how far do you want to, um, I guess, challenge your integrity or compromise your integrity to get to that next level? And I'm not ready to compromise my integrity to go to that next level. Um, and, and that's why you'll see me get banned because, and I'm not saying it's anything I've done with TPOSA, it's just how I operate. And the way I operate is not conducive to conservative ink. And um, I'm, I may never, I may never reach that point. 
where, you know, I'll compromise my integrity to reach that because I don't think I have to. Um, but, you know, that just goes back to the fact that we are not free. We are not free and we are being challenged. And just like you saw with uh, Alex Jones and you got Gab.com was taken down, you know, like that's pretty scary that you can just, you know, remove my .com. Like how many times have they moved their .com? And I don't even like Gab. You know, I have an account, but I don't use it. I don't like Andrew Torba. I don't like Gab. I think it's a trash app. And that's just coming from somebody who um, I'm in um, technology marketing, you know, so I deal with applications all the time. I've worked with, you know, over 25 applications in the past few years and it's just a trash app, but why'd they get taken down? <laughs> you know, no, I feel you. And with the, you know, we free stuff. Like I'm, I'm trying not, cause I don't like drama. I don't like to like conflict with people that I like, like Brandon and Candace, it's all love. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope they do well, but if you're like free thinkers, this is a term that people have been using for decades and free thinkers. It used to mean like outside the matrix stuff. People got confused, went to the left. It doesn't mean free thinkers does not mean being a black conservative that says the five things that Mitt Romney or Ben Shapiro would say, like that's not a free thinker. Free thinkers are getting banned from social media, banned from the white house. So I, I find it, it's like, it's all love. Yeah. It's a great launch. It's a great movement. But if you're going to take, black Americans from here in this box and put them in that box. Yeah. That's maybe progress. The, the right wing box may probably better than the left wing box, but it's not, it's not true freedom. It's not true free thinkers. And uh, that's why I reached out to you. That's why I, uh, you know, was throwing some, some support on Twitter. Cause it's like, man, out of everybody there, I don't really know that many other people I've been on their platforms, but a lot of them are interchangeable, not hating on them personally, but you could take 10 of them, put the other 10 there, they say the same stuff. Like you're <laughs> someone who does it. So I'm like, you're going to ban the one person who really sticks out. Like that was kind of weak, but you know. That's what they're scared of. That's exactly what they're afraid of. And, and this isn't coming from me. This is coming from other people. You know, I, I want to say about 45 days ago, a woman said to me, she said, you know, Hotep Jesus, she said, the right is afraid of you. And I said, you think so? She was like, yeah, they're afraid of you. I don't think she's like, there's a reason that she said, you should be a lot more popular than you are. They should have taken you and like really propelled you and they haven't. And she's like, I think that's indicative of they're afraid of you, you know, and um, she's not the only person to say that. And, you know, I've had those inclinations in the past as well. Um, but I think it's exactly what you said. You know, those guys are interchangeable and, and that's what they want. They just want same cookie cutter shit over and over again. They don't want nobody stepping outside the box because stepping outside the box is unpredictable. And we talk about business, a lot of the moves you make. This is the problem I've had with marketing clients, period, is they always want to do something where the outcome is predictable. They never want to do the things that are unpredictable. And often you find is progress is found in the things, serious progress is found in the things that you do that are unpredictable. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hotep Jesus and Hotep Nation have made moves that were uh, all pretty much all unpredictable that have put us uh, in the position we are today. No, I feel you. I've look, at, like look, at the, look at the Starbucks thing, unpredictability. Mm. It's a risk. That's a risk you take. You know what I mean? Um, popping up at TPUSA, right? They didn't predict that. They didn't expect that. They thought Hotep Jesus was going to be home and we pulled it off and we banned him. And it's like unpredictable, right? And then what happens? We, we oh shit, he's here. Uh, send Brandon down to talk to him. I run down and I talk to Brandon. And guess what? I'm secretly recording the conversation. Unpredictable. 
You see what I'm saying? And without that video, are me and you talking right now? Nah, because you really don't have nothing to really back me with with your heart, you know. But once you nah, see that, yeah, no, you it see was that like, with yeah. your own eyes. Yeah, because I, I like Brandon, but it was like them admitting that they didn't give you enough time and they were kind of fading you for a while. Where I'm like, regardless of how you feel, who you agree with, you, like real real person to real person, you got to give someone time. Like you can't fade back and then be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, you can't come. Like, so it's like, yeah. they, he kind yeah, of this isn't enough time. So then I'm like, I'm yeah. at least going to talk about it. I want to say also, uh, you might have to do a lot yourself. I know for me, I, I have almost 300 million views. Now things have started rolling the ball. I edit all my own videos. I do my own marketing. I do my own management. It's not because I'm not a team player. I'm a great team player. It's because no one wants to work with me. No one wants to have me on the news. No one wants to do this. There's a lot of people. They say, oh my God, this went viral. I made it go viral. It had 3 million views. I got videos with 18 million views. I'm never on the news going viral. And I'm, I'm launching the biggest people, the walkway movement, Candace. I helped launch both of them. But I don't, you know, it's all good because I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah, Tom. Power and stuff, but it's like in general, I think certain people and certain things, like we're not NPCs. We are unpredictable and we're not like, they don't, you know, they, the, the Starbucks thing, it was cool. It was funny. It was like everyone's trying to place you where they want you as opposed to where you want to be. So it's like if they mm. can use you, you know, mm. even when conservative media does post my stuff now, they mm. spin it in this weird negative way where I'm like, yo, don't do that. Like that's, mm. like, you know. Yeah. You know what it is, is just keep pushing and make yourself undeniable at some point. You know, it's it, what's, what's going to happen is they're going to reach a pressure point and it's going to be a point where they're going to, well, so many people are going to start to say, why isn't this guy popular? They're going to have to, somebody's going to have yeah. to give you a platform. It's, it's getting to that point, but it's like, it's just, it's interesting to me, uh, you know, just how it all unfolds. I'm, Cause I'm, I'm chilling. I don't want power. I don't want to be a politician. I want to be chilling financially, you know, so I don't have to worry my family not being dead and stuff, but I don't have this like insatiable thirst I honestly, the more I get into it, the more I just want to stack up and get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the opposite. I want power and I want to be a politician. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just going to do it my way. I feel you. So on that <laughs> note, see, I'm not, I'm not coming for the top spot. I'm vibing. We'll see how it goes out. Yeah, the thing when, is, is that's that, that's that dichotomy. You see, the world needs people like me that want the power and the, and the politics. And then the world needs people like you that don't want that stuff, that have that humble life. And then when me and you work together, that's when you have the explosion of just greatness. It's all about everyone plays their lane. That's why at the end of the day, regardless of what people do, my, my like highest level, I still don't care because that's them. You're you, I'm me. And I wouldn't change it for the world. That's why we're where we are. And if everyone was the same, it wouldn't be easy to, to level up quickly. Um, right. On that note, since you say you do want to be a politician, what's your goal and what's your message? Like what for the world, for the country? Um, love. Love. I want to teach love and, and, and teach it through actions. And I think that when you have power and when you have the ability to hold office. It's a great platform because you have so many eyes to teach so many people. And I feel like if I can teach people love, everything will, 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 uh, will handle itself, you know? Um, but people, people don't know how to love and they don't know how to be loved. 
So, uh, you know, I think that when you're in a position of power, you get so much love. And I think if I can demonstrate to people how you handle that love and, and how you handle hate and then transmute that energy into love, mm. um, God going to take care of the rest. That sounds good. And I think the big problem is a lot of the love talk is on the left, but they're very weak and naive and foolish. Whereas if somebody that was more libertarian minded brings that love, you don't see that a lot. And maybe that's why I, I, I'm drawn to you as opposed to other people, because you're outside that loop. You know, you have that zone where it's like you can bring that energy without being like, hey, let's open the borders and bring 20,000 people through in a caravan. Like, it's like you don't see that in politics. It's either like we love everybody. Like, let's just bring like half of the Middle East over. It's like, uh, let's like let's research a little bit before we do that. How, how uh, come some, you think that is? I mean, somebody died this morning in that caravan at the at the Mexico border. Yeah, they had a, they like had a shootout or, stand, or I don't know a shootout, but they were they were fighting with Mexican authorities. Yeah, that's not love. You know, if if the border at the America in America was closed, those people don't take that trip. You know how many people die making that trip mm-hmm. year in and year out? You know how many women are raped taking that trip year in year out? Um, I believe if we had a wall and there was no hope of making that trip, those countries would be forced to fix that problem themselves and 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 that just goes back to like the black community it's like you know welfare america has become the welfare for so many nations Mm. nations and when you provide welfare you cripple the nation i think if we you know like donnie trump always talks about man is you know let these nations handle their own mess and and let them be independent and if we provide aid let's be let's be smart about it let's not provide the type of aid that destroys economies Absolutely. So how can we make a more stable world? I know love, like what else, what do you think the world needs the most now? Um, from what, from what, um, maybe like policy standpoint, a uh, less policy the policy is the issue. <laughs> we got so many fucking policies. It's just like, why do we keep creating policies? Um, and, and, that, and that's, you know, like when I talk to people about finance and, and, and economics, I, t- I let them know, I'm like, look, none of this stuff is different from anything, you know, the only thing that's different is you're learning a whole new language. And that's what these people do. They create a coded language. Now you have to learn that coded language to understand just the policy. So when we talk about policy, just because you read a policy doesn't mean you understand what it says. You have to understand the legal and economic language being used in these policies before you can reach that policy, before you even read that policy and understand it. Now, nobody's being taught that language the only people that know that language are the politicians creating the policy if i took the policy right now and handed it to the average american they'd be like yo what does this say yo and i'd give them all year to read it and digest it they'd come back and be like yo, i don't know what this says because they don't even they'd have to spend a year learning the language you know these people go to law school how many years and take how many tests to learn that language so for me, I destroy the language. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, no, how, like stop using this coded language and, and, and mm. somebody create, if you, let's say we keep the coded language, somebody create a dumbed down version of what this policy says so yeah. people can actually understand it. Because no, then we're just, we have middlemen who are still attorneys. Like we have to rely on Cernovich to, to decode this stuff. And we don't trust Cernovich. <laughs> When I read that, he's been cool to me, man. He's, he's retweeted me a lot. Oh, yeah, he uh, retweets me too. That doesn't mean I trust him. <laughs> He'd probably be okay with that. He's, a, he's an interesting guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, doesn't, he, knows, he knows how I feel about him. Uh, on that note, I want to say, uh, 
you know, I feel the same way about contracts. Whenever I get one for music or law or whatever, I, t I send it back and I tell them, make it make sense to me. Like, oh, oh no, 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 I, no, no, I'm not dumb. I'm, you know, I'm, I didn't go to lawyer, law school, but I could read. And that's way too much wording. I, oh no, that this means that. Yeah, no, I know. I, I read it. But take that 10 page contract, make it a one page contract and say exactly what you mean. And either they do it or they don't. But I think the whole thing, like you said, that's, that's a brilliant point I've never really heard brought up. Destroy the whole language. We're signing a hundred page uh, iTunes, you know, contracts. They probably own all my organs at this point. I don't know. I've never read it. So it's like mm -hmm. we're, we become a weak society, not just because of the media and, and the beta culture being blasted in our face, but because people are allowed to hide behind lawyers and, mm -hmm. you know, computers and, and companies. And, and, and it's like back in the day, I'm not saying I want people to kill each other, not at all, but people would just duel, like man up, as opposed to like hide behind 20 lawyers, like the worst people in the world, you can't touch them because they got a lawyer like shield surrounding them. So I mm -hmm. like that. What do you think people misunderstand about Hotep Jesus the most? Like what's most so misunderstood about you? Out of oh, everything. man. I think my intention and authenticity. So it's two types of people. It's people that like, nope, I believe Hotep Jesus. And there's people like, I don't believe him. Like there's no middle ground on me, you know? So I think that's the, the one thing that's misinterpreted. Um, you know, some people put me through this conservative purity test, which, you know, often I don't pass. Um, so, and then you have some people who believe that um, I'm pretending to be right. And the truth is, that's the truth. I'm, I'm not right wing. I'm, I'm right wing as a mercenary for hire. <laughs> and I've said that before, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily team conservative. I'm team conservative on contract. You know, when this thing expires, you know, I'm still Hotep at the end of the day, like it's Hotep above all else. But what I see is a civil war fighting. And I see that if the right loses, Hotep loses, black people lose, we all lose. Mm. So I'm like, so I'm like, you know what? I got to put my own preconceived notions and my own thoughts and ideas aside for a moment and say, hold, wait, hold up. We got to help out in this fight. <laughs> so, so you're not faking the funk like for me too. Cause I always say I'm like more like peace, love, positivity. I mean, I, I have fun and stuff too, but like people are like, oh, you're faking, but I feel, I feel the same way. I'm not faking the funk to ride the wave. I see is like if they lose, we lose the core values of America that used to be liberal. If I was faking the funk, I wouldn't be down with TPUSA. <laughs> I mean, I would. If I was faking the funk, I would be down with TPUSA. I think that being banned proves my authenticity. So you said you like being the villain. Why do you say that? You ever hear that quote? It says, um, uh, "Live long enough to see a hero die as a villain," or something like that. Uh, it sounds familiar. It's from the Batman movie. It says, live long enough to become the villain. Oh, yeah. You either die a hero, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm, and, and often when I watch movies, you know, I look at the hero, I look at the villains and I'm like, hey, he was actually the good guy. You know, it's often, you know, you see a lot of movies and, and cartoons and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like um, if you're not the bad guy, then technically you're the bad guys. Because what the media does is it's a flip, right? So mm -hmm. the media have you believe in the bad guys are the good guys. 
and the good guys are the bad guys. So if the media says Hotep Jesus is a, is a bad guy, that really means I'm a good guy. So that's why I'm like, yo, I'm a bad guy. I got you. Yeah, that's my fa- one of my favorite quotes ever. But the the ex quote where he says, you know, the the media has the power to make the hero look like the villain and the villain look like the hero. That's power. They control the minds of the masses. In my opinion, one of the best uh, quotes ever. And it's I mean, it's just so obvious with like nowadays it's an overdrive with Twitter, Google, Facebook have joined the media circus and they're ruthless, ruthless, 100 percent in one direction. And I find that direction totally off putting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at look at me aligning myself with white nationalists and white people on the right. You know, that that doesn't make me a hero to my people, you know, and I know it makes me look like a bad guy. But sometimes, you know, you you have to become the bad guy to do good things. So although my people might not understand the moves I'm making, they got to understand in 10 years, it's going to make sense. Do you consider yourself like what's your number one? I guess, identity as far as your Hotep Jesus or yourself. Uh, Do you fight for America? Do you fight for Black Americans? Do you fight for Black Americans worldwide? Do you fight for Hoteps? Like, what what do you consider your biggest team? I don't fight. I create. Um, create. Yeah, I I try not to fight. I create. And then, you know, so, you know, in Twitter, I create jokes. You know, I I give people good laughs, you know. Um, but it's for all people, man. You know, I'm, I'm spiritual before anything else. I, I come from a, a spiritual system that believes that before you are the physical body, you are a spiritual body and that spiritual body has no race, ethnicity, mm. and none of that stuff. It doesn't come with any of these earthly things. So I believe I'm that first. And if I believe that everyone is of spiritual essence first and we're all the same, right? We're all one. So, you know, if I want my soul to go to heaven, so to speak, right? I have to do all the good I can for everybody in the world. I can't be selfish. Um, there, there's just this one earthly thing that um, gives me a responsibility. And it is the fact that I was born black or uh, African in America or a native to America. Yeah. Um, but it's the fact that I do have an obligation to my people. And, and if black people don't fight for black people, black people will die. And um, we're at the bottom of the totem pole globally. So and also going back to like sports and everything else and, you know, cartoons, I'm always down for the underdog. So it's like right now I'm playing for the underdog team. (laughs) Absolutely. So so I feel like if we're going to if we're going to do anything, you know, this old spiritual quote was like, if you allow the lowest of people to, um, you know, be oppressed, then you're next. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we got to work with people who are actually um, oppressed. And I ain't talking about black Americans. I'm talking about globally in South America where they're dealing with racism, et cetera. Yeah, no, no. I think if the media wasn't so divisive, uh, you know, the far right would be cool with that. And even like the far left, like I think a lot of it is chaos drawn. Like people, you say, oh my God, you're aligning with that person. I'll go to the furthest left and I'll sit with Antifa and a white, the biggest white nationalist, have a cup of tea, and I guarantee we can see eye to eye on some things unless they're a complete psychopath. But I can't be myself anymore because I'll get demonized. If I'm sitting with Antifa, right wing's going to do – if I sit with a, a white nationalist or whatever, a supremacist, then I'm going to get – my whole life's going to be ruined. But that's who I, that's who I am. And Daryl Davis, he was a jazz player, black jazz player. He had the most KKK members quit by being so cool that they were like, oh, shit, I'm not racist no more because, like, I like him better than white people. But people don't want these vibes. They, they want the division. I want to say on that note, too, do you think, uh, like, I'm, I'm part Puerto Rican. I'm, I'm Italian. I, 
I, I guess a lot of people don't think I'm white, so I don't get a lot of the, the white America blunt, but I do find it interesting that like, if you're black and you support black interests, that's cool. And it should be, I don't care. If you're Jewish, you support Jewish interests, that's cool. If you're, but if you're white and you support white interests, all of a sudden you're a white supremacist. Do you find that that's gonna, that's gonna backfire for white people? Or do you think it's it's necessary for people to equal out? What, how do you feel about that? Um, it's necessary for the powers that be to keep their game going. Yeah, yeah. I, I find like I'm okay because, like I said, I, I could kind of vibe in, and people don't know what ethnicity I am, so I'm chilling. But you know, for my fellow white people, I see the way it's going. It's like. Oh, when you're old, you're supposed to get treated nicely, but it's like, you're an old white man. It's like, man, he worked in a factory for 40 years. Now you're going to blame like the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria on him. Like that's my grandfather. Like, so I'm like in a weird spot, but you know, I, I ease in on it. Cause I know how the media plays. You say one or two things, as you know, whether you're joking, whether you're not, or whether there's some element of truth, but it's not maybe politically correct to say, you know, the whole, the whole media is trying to ruin you like instantaneously. And I, I've been blessed to not have that happen. But if it does, I, I don't think it will. I don't, I don't put, I'm going to not be very happy about it or I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to be like, okay, you want to play this game? Now I'm going to dissect that whole piece. But yo, what you got to do is get yourself a good woman and make sure you don't get me too. As long as you don't do that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As long as you don't get me too, or you got no drug issues, you know what I mean? Just, just keep your hands clean, man. Leave these girls yeah. alone. <laughs> uh, I, I've been single for too long, so in general, I'm not a rapist. Well, I, don't yeah, don't I don't drug, don't, don't I don't drug anyone, but I'm sure. Uh, to be honest, even I always say it all the time. I'm sure there's uh, several women who are probably not happy with me and don't like my politics. Like I'm, I'm positive of it because like yeah. how how would you not? But I bring it back to this guy in Arizona, Republican. He had six of his nine siblings, I believe, campaign against him for the Democrat, because they're so far liberal. So I'm thinking, if you could have six of your siblings, your blood-related siblings, campaign against you, there's no chance the whole world's going to get me to. Yeah, yeah. We got to change the political correctness. We have, because it's no, there's no going back from this. Like Jimmy Kimmel, you know, he's like, yo, I, but in two years, he's just going to be another white man, and he's, he's next. So it's like, it's, it's a whole downward spiral where it's like, oh, yeah, we love you because you're black. Oh, you're a guy? you raped me. You're like, no, I didn't. So it's like, they, they'll find a way unless you're like a paraplegic, like the, you know, like just super, like super literal victim. It's an L for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better keep your nose clean. You know what I mean? Vet, vet these women before you keep even meet them. You know what I mean? I, and, I, I feel it, but I'm, I, I'm not going to, I do would like to find a nice girl that I wouldn't have to worry about stuff. But I'm not going to live my life in fear because if they like if it goes, I know what I've done. I know who I am and nothing I've done is, is that severe. So I'll I'll take a minor L know. and I'll take a huge W. You, for, you, for the people. You, got, you got 300 million views, man. You better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> it's too it's too late. Honestly, it's like I have fun. Uh, I've been single, not by choice. I just haven't found any winners. But in general, like at any point, anyone can say anything about me that they want and probably publish an article like it's it's unfortunate but that's like like that's life like they don't it could be 50 years and they felt a certain way from 50 if that happens to him i mean there's multiple people who could say whatever they want is it true probably not if it is true i'll be like yeah that happened i'm not mm -hmm. i didn't rape anybody i didn't drug anybody i didn't uh do anything weird but at the end of the day like 
even out here, like I'm in, I'm in California, there's a lot of like, all the liberals are into like fetishes and stuff. And it's like, and then they get all weirded out. I'm like, yo, you guys are doing all that stuff. Like what's the, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. how are you going to be mad at Louis CK for asking for permission when you guys are having sex parties and stuff? Like, right. I don't know. It's a lot of hypocrisy, but I feel you. I'll, I'll be as careful as I can. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, you can't even be a fictional character on the Simpsons. They're going to come at you. So, <laughs> What's your last message for the people? If you could sum it up with anything besides don't get me too. That's a valuable message. Yo, get my book, man. Get my book right here. Booksbybrian.com on Twitter marketing. Um, the, the, you want to get the book, even if you're not interested in Twitter marketing, you want to get the book uh, just because it's going to give you valuable insight into the world of marketing and, and how people are being deceived. You know, I peel back the mask. It's called uh, how to build a cult-like following. So if you ever want to peel back the mask on how these organizations or individuals are creating these cults, um, I give you my science and my look and my perspective on how that's done and my personal story and how I did it. Um, But it's a great piece of uh, work just to arm yourself with as defense and if you're into that sort of stuff offense okay it's been another episode of make america debate again with hotep jesus aka brian uh thank you for joining i appreciate you sharing your story and vibing out with me for a little yeah i appreciate you thanks for having me man i hope i'll come back soon yep